This is The A. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The A, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> As always, we are sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater headed up by Gary Graves and Jans Leifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. We want to thank Central Works for sponsoring us and our wonderful consulting producer, Mallory Samara. When I say we have a fantastic guest, I am not joking this time. I, I say it all the time. But uh, we have Dorian Lockett, uh, an acclaimed actor uh, on both stage and film. Soul, Toy Dog Underground, Fahrenheit 451, even in, um, in um, uh, video games, you're Lando Calrissian in Choose Your Destiny. Damn! And uh, you did The Box, which was um, oh, featured by the uh, Pulitzer Sarah Center. Trout. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Dorian. Uh, oh, see, so that was probably the first time they called me to understudy Dorian. Oh, was it? No, when they you remounted. When you they did. remounted at one point, she called me up. Oh, really? Said, "Hey, hey, so you're available? We, these are the dates and blah 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 blah." And was said, this in September? This was. I think it was right before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Because I, mm. I got in. I think I did it right during the, in, in the in the pandemic. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I did the um, the online version. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, mm-hmm. And then they were going to tour, mm-hmm. right? Everything, and then uh, I couldn't do that. That might have been it because it was it was a like a nine eight week commitment or something like that. I, and they were going to get they were touring. They were, as soon as I said equity, that was the end of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was. Now was that the box or something else? The box. The box. Yeah, yeah the box. and it dealt with solitary. I, I really yes. want to talk to you about that because yeah. it sounds like a great, great pro. Uh, um, project, but in any case, how are you doing? We are so so blessed to have you here. I'm doing great, man. You know, I'm 50, fabulous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking good. Yeah, you know, I tried, man. I try to bring my my uh, my sex status back so up. I will, I, I will my say sex to you, then, status back up. Welcome to the 60s, because yeah. you are now in your sixth decade. So. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, did you, I thought you said you were five zero. I'm five zero, man. He is five zero, so that means he has finished. Yeah. fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah. He is now in his sixth in my decade. Sixth dec- six decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, you have done it. I, you, you guys just finished Water by the Spo- uh, Spoonful, San Francisco Playhouse, and you're about to. Um, you have a workshop coming up called uh, Auditioning and Agent Hunting for Voice Actors. Yeah, that'll be yeah. on June the fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that with? Uh, so it's it's out of um, Strawberry Hill Music. Okay. Um, a company that's in Nevada. One of my good buddies, uh, Raj uh, Ramaya, is the uh, he's the founder and owner of that company. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's he's a great artist. Like they specialize in anime music, nice. and then they also bring in other actors, other voice actors, acclaimed actors actually, uh, to come in and teach certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever it is that they want to teach, whatever their skill set is, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a beautiful thing. So you know, he's been last year or the year before he wanted to get me in there, and I was nervous because I ain't never taught. Right, uh, you know, only thing I, you know, I, I teach my boys how to play video games, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Are you a video game? What games uh, do you play? Uh, like Halo is my all-time favorite. All right. So yeah. every time Halo comes out, right now I'm playing Dead by Daylight too. Okay. Um, and it's it's yeah yeah it's got all my attention. See, I'm still playing Doom. I'm still playing Brutal Doom. I you know people oh. down people create these new maps for this old game. You know, for 25 years old, and I'm still playing these uh, new maps or whatever. But um, no, that's fantastic, and it's a good way to connect with your kids. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, uh, other than you know beating them left and right, because you know? <laughs> I got six boys, man, and they, they wow. dudes always into something. Man. Hey, that's a basketball team. <laughs> that is. You can feel the team right yeah. now. Yeah. All righty. So uh, Norman, as I begin every podcast, how's your week? 
It's been it, it's spring, so I am crazy busy. Yeah. How the last couple of weeks? Week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it has been a couple of weeks. Um, so this week, I started off as a 71 year old man with a. I had fallen down and hurt my knee, uh-huh. and I woke up and said, "Ooh, that's serious." And if these young medical students actually spend any time talking to me, they find out that I've got arthritis. And if they really are paying attention, they find out that I've actually got depression and have just gotten on medication for it about a month ago. But they got to ask questions in order to get there. So I started the week with that. Um, I have spent at least two days this week doing three rehearsals. Um, I am rehearsing for um, Imogen Says Nothing, which is Monday evening. It's a reading part mm-hmm. of the Bay Area P- Women's Theater Festival. Yeah. Um, I am directing Tempest with a group of middle school students. And I am directing for Best of Playground, um, a oh, little play called right. Gently Down. Mm-hmm. So I've been running crazy with all that. And then we were talking a little before we came up. Um, I've been waiting to hear all week whether or not I got a last minute call. Yeah. Got a last minute call saying, if we can get a contract, are you available to start rehearsals Tuesday? I'm like, "Uh, not Tuesday, but after that, totally. Yes. So let me know. Ain't heard nothing. And at this point, it's Saturday, but this is not the first time on this show I've said some stuff like this. And in fact, <laughs> and then, I, and then, and then I said you get to it. Mara, I said to Mara, uh-huh. so, you know, I've auditioned for all these things. I've been turned down for a few of them. There's a couple I ain't heard about yet, but like one of them I know is in rehearsal, so <laughs> I'm not in it. Um, you know, after I finish up my little school year, after the spring semester finishes, I think I'm going to go ahead and apply for unemployment. As soon as I said that, bang, that's when that call came. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Y'all are crazy. Oh, no, that and then another audition, which I also just got an email about this week saying, we haven't finished casting yet. No, like, here's crazy. They're looking for an old black man for this part. I said, uh, and they explained exactly what they thought they wanted. San Francisco native who, ex- who lived up, who grew up during the redevelopment phase. Mm-hmm. I like oh, so I'm not giving away a lot, but people who know what's well, going on totally right now will know. Yeah, I, I, I can, but I know somebody else who lived it mm-hmm. and has been doing theater since the '70s, and um, I directed him last year in his one man piece, Vernon uh, Medeiros. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, do y'all know about Vernon? Because instead of me like pretending I'm going to figure out what it means to grow up in, in the Fillmore. Yeah, you get the real deal. <laughs> Here's somebody who grew up in the Fillmore. Here's you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be studying to learn this. This man lived it. Here's his YouTube clip. Because <laughs> I'm like, number one, I thought y'all was done. I just figured y'all wouldn't bother to tell me I didn't get it. So when you tell me you haven't made your decision yet, that still means you haven't decided to get That's me true. yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, let me raise the head on this a little bit. Bam, if you don't think you want me, Here's something you might want. If mm-hmm. you want me, just tell me you want me. Yeah. Anyway, that's been the week. It's been crazy. You know, it's been interesting. I had a direct, I'm not going to mention her name. They, I don't know what's going on with theaters looking for, because I thought that every theater company Could we just has, call her Karen? <laughs> a li, you know, you should have a list of actors and actresses or a group of people that you want to work with. And when I get a phone call or a text message saying, hey... We're looking for somebody, you know, do you know of anybody? Mm-hmm. And of course, I guess we're since we've done the yay, and this is our 226, <gasps> seventh. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, I guess we have a repository, and that's what, you know, we're being used for. But yeah. it does surprise me. It's like, you don't know any, what, Asian women? 
Well, right. You don't know any. Right. <laughs> no, they don't. Black men? No, yeah. They don't. I get you the don't same know. thing, too. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that right? Oh, oh yeah. I, I get the same thing, too, man. All the time. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's film or if it's theater companies, you know, sometimes saying, hey, do you know, do you know certain people of certain type, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Asian people. Mostly it's, mostly it's the Asian people and black people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. White people are, like, abundant. They're right, always, of course, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> but do you know any Asian people that do this? Well, I said, you know, mm-hmm. why don't you try Ferocious Lotus? Lotus, exactly. You know, right. right. Right, they're a beautiful company. Yeah. Right. And guess what? They're all Asian men. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They're mostly Asian company. I mean, and so you, you, and you right wonder there. how many companies talk to other companies. I don't know if it's a, a com- not it should not be a competition thing. It's no. a little bit that it's yeah. It's one of my it's yeah. It's one You've of my talked bones about this a lot. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it right now. But yes, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I get tired of the fact yeah. that everybody acts like they're in a bubble. Right. Instead of recognizing right. who's yeah. around them. When we talk about cultural diversity. We're talking about not just, you know, hiring, of course, putting the stories of people, you know, uh, who are of different cultures on stage, mm-hmm. but also casting and which means collaborating. You know, yeah. if you're a white director or a producer and you only talk to people within your circle, mm-hmm. of course, you're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. You need to get out of that bubble or get out of that, you know, box you're in and talk to, you know, with other companies. And, and well, all well, see, I, I was told by the the fabulous uh, Michael Butler mm-hmm. before um you know, left uh, uh, oh, uh, rep. Yeah, that ads do talk to each other, and th- this is back. Mm. This is still like right. <clears throat> almost ten years ago when we talked and we had this conversation. Ads do talk to each other, and if you when you come in and you you know you have a great performance, whatever, and you're a nice person, we actually say, hey, when they're looking for somebody, say, hey, I got this guy over here. Right, right. it's Dorian Lockett. You should get in contact with him, and we all like mm-hmm. chat with each other. I don't know if that's lost now. You know, right. people don't do that. The ads don't talk anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But back then, mm-hmm. that that's what he said. He said, you know, they they chat regularly. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and you know, they run into each other. And, oh, I'm having a hard time finding somebody. Oh, I got somebody for you. Yeah. Right. Matter of fact, how I got from here to to there, mm-hmm. all right, or from there to here is is because Margot Hall mm-hmm. talked to Peter Callender. Peter Callender got me hired. Uh, hired me for African American Shakes right. to do uh, his inaugural show. If uh, then I did Cinderella. Peter was going to do To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Peter decided to back out, but then Peter told <clears throat> Michael Butler about me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So then I went over audition for that, and yeah. then I got that piece. Mm-hmm. During that piece, uh, I think Michael is it the Michael or um, Michael Austin. No, my, my, Michael Butler. No, the center up. C- center up. Okay. Michael Butler and uh, Lori Lundy Payne uh, talked to, uh, mm. f- correct, talked to um, Customate, uh, Brian, mm-hmm. over at Customate. And then I went audition from that, and I got a piece there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think they either, I don't know if they talked to Susan Evans. Or I actually did a show with Susan Evans. Oh wow! And Small world. We 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 are big Susan fans. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love her. Immensely. Half of these posters you're looking at yeah. <laughs> directed by Susan Evans. I, I I love her immensely. Yeah. Her and then you know she's in Virginia now. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I heard. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, I, I did a show with Eric Fraser Hayes, mm-hmm. who was running Danville at the time. Right. And I don't know. It's like they they all 
converse with each other yeah, here right. and there, you know. And, and, and I do believe that there's some, because I'm sure there are, you know, like people retire or they leave and then there are new 80s who come in who don't have those connections. Yeah, right. And won't even pick up the phone or just, you know, contact <clears throat> other companies and says, hey, you know, are you working with someone else or can you, mm-hmm. what can you do? The talent of just talking to people and just collaborating, I think is, I don't know, something may be missing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is. And, and nowadays, people are, uh, uh, yeah, this culture thing, man, uh, <laughs> climate that we got into. Yeah, people have gotten scared just to say, "Hey, you guys know any black actors, black yeah. male actors? Right. right? I need a black male actor mm-hmm. to come under here and do this. Do you guys, you guys know? Right. Any? Just, to, just to say that. Do I? I, 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 right. I need, I need a Polynesian actor right. to come and do this. You right. know, a Hawaiian actor. I, I need somebody mm-hmm. of this specific. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. race yeah. and culture whatever to come and do this I don't need a black man mm-hmm. when I need a Hawaiian man right <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying like just say that and yeah. tr- it's fine I remember I remember Radhika Rao was saying that she was cast as I think she um, oh she was cast uh, no I don't know, she was directing she was supposed to be directing a black piece and she told the uh, the producers like well why don't you have a black director Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me? Right. And the answer was, well, I feel more comfortable talking to you. Because you're black <laughs> enough. You're, you're black enough. <laughs> and it's like, if, you, if you're not able to get out of your comfort shell and speak to someone who may be from a different culture, but yeah. still, if you're going to put a piece like that on, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you got to get out of the cult- your bubble and, and yeah. just talk to people. I know Wouldn't Radhika. Nice? She's, 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 she's amazing. She directed me in something... Uh, I think through Piano Fight years ago. Oh, is that and, right? then, and then she she actually just she came to the show. Oh, did you? Uh Water Butter Spoonful. She came yeah. to the show. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she she's she's amazing. Yeah. Girl. There have been some current events and I figured I should listen, uh, listen, jump listen. into there. Yeah. Well, Dave Chappelle. <clears throat> they whooped his ass. Did he slap somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody came on stage. No, I know. Be, yeah, I know, I know, for those who don't know. But he was nice enough, well not he was nice enough to talk to his his attacker oh. to say why, and of course the attacker is he's fifty. They Out say fifty fifty one, right? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, and so he even he didn't know why he right. did what he was trying to do. What uh, I hate is yeah, go ahead. They have been and the cops number one have been broadcasting this photo all over the place because they want to use this to they hating uh, George Gascon mm-hmm. they want to get him oh, out there's a recall movement yeah. to try and get him out down there yeah. in LA so they're trying to use this to you know as a, as a black yeah. mark on his record so they keep showing they keep saying the guy had an imitation a fake gun right that was a knife right and number one if you hear that your brain has to kind of do a moment of what? I saw a picture of it. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They've been broadcasting the picture. What they haven't been showing you is the picture is smaller than your hand. The, the, that, I've got one. I've got one of those. Seriously, it is, the, the it knife? is a pen knife. It is the knife is a pen knife. It's you know it's barely two yeah. three inches, and it folds into the 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 yeah the mag. So the, so it's like rubber. No, it's not rubber. Okay. No, no, no. It's a switchblade. So yeah. it flips out from here. Oh, that's I, the gun, I, I see. Yeah. It flips out. Yeah. So it's only that long. Yeah. Which means the gun, and the gun's not even this big. So the gun is, you know, the gun is that big. Yeah. Oh, really? It's not even. It's a small ass gun. Yeah. If I mean, he sh- had it in his hand and tried to attack somebody, right. you know. I, 
Chappelle himself you know, was laughing about it instantly after it, this it happened. Yeah, is about as dangerous as that was. Right. Now, that's dangerous. If I get close to you, yeah, I could poke you. Yeah. But it's not a gun mm-hmm. with a knife coming out of it, which is what the police uh, are pro. Yes, they are. Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, you know, Chase is dealing with it here in San Francisco yep. and George, who was the former DA yep. of San Francisco, is now facing it in L.A. I mean, there is a cultural war happening there. Yeah. But there's this narrative that comedians are under attack. Yeah, that, you know right. that anyone, if you tell a bad joke, then you know someone's going to come up. Well, on they stage are and, because, yeah, they and, are. and, it's, and it's, it's it's sad because mm-hmm. if you watch that last Chappelle show, like he mm-hmm. he put it down, he put it perfectly. He said, "Stop coming down on my people, right. which yeah. are which are the comedians, right? All right, because everybody, you know, it's it's like you can't. If first of all, if you go into a comedy show, mm-hmm. right. right. Don't be an idiot. Come to a comedy show if you're not ready to laugh. If you're not ready to hear right. this person' perspective if on you, jokes, everything is subjective. Exactly. If you don't like it, then don't laugh. If you don't like that comedian, yeah. don't show up. And if you're a celebrity, <laughs> odds are you're going to be, you know, lampooned or spoofed or you know, right. It's going to be like a roast, uh, especially it if you're comes a celebrity. With the territory, right? Yeah. So yeah. So okay. that's 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 what's going on. There have been multiple, and you know. Uh, there have been multiple suicides that's been going on, Ooh. and I have a, a little disclaimer. You know, if someone you know is in a crisis, you should call the National Su- Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255, or text home to the crisis text line, 741741, and we'll post that. Yeah, but the reason, But yeah. the reason why I'm – so on the U.S. George Washington, I don't know if you guys have heard this, within one week, three people have committed suicide no. within one uh, within i think a year mm-hmm. there have been seven suicides but not only that and so this is on a ship on this a is on a ship, ship uss yeah so there's things going that are going on and i've right. read a little bit about it so there's been like just the ship is under construction mm-hmm. the food is horrible uh the the midshipmen are are oh. supposed to stay in there and it's right. really really haphazard you think joining the army or joining the armed forces they're going to treat you well and they're going to feed you and all that stuff no. And Number one, feeding. Normally, they are very good about feeding. So when you when you say there's bad food, because you got to realize if you hate, I was in. If you hate everything else in your day, when you go to the mess hall and you can look forward to that, yeah, that mail call can be the best things in your life. Yeah, the thing well, I was that was told, back in the day for you. Yeah, the thing I was told because mm-hmm. I have I had a uncle and a cousin that was in the military. Mm-hmm. These things happen all the time. It's just that back then. The military can cover up anything they want. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, everything. everything. Yeah. So the suicides are nothing new. Even mm-hmm. even the the harassment of the women, right? All that stuff, the sexual assaults, whatever. You don't. You never heard about that. Thing. Yeah, you, you right. didn't hear about those things. Right. You hear about it now because you yeah. hear about it now because people because thank goodness for social media and all yeah. this stuff. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. But back then they could cover up and mm-hmm. nothing. Right. You know, like when when this, 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 they would this, tell you to shut your mouth or get a dishonorable discharge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or the the guy who the guy who finally um, was a commander or whatever that finally got got uh, uh, kicked out. Yeah, uh, I, I did hear about this. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Social media has has done that. But what's interesting, so not only that's the George Wash, U.S. George Washington, um, Naomi Judd committed suicide. Oh, I didn't realize she committed suicide. Yeah, oh, wow. it, it's Damn. finally come out. I knew she was dead. Um, yeah, I know that. Either. But there have been a bunch of millennials, um, both famous and not so famous, uh, a bunch of uh, young um, mm-hmm. female um, collegiate uh, students. Uh, Chelsea Christ, former Miss USA. Well, we've talked about her. Those yes. black woman who yeah, jumped yeah. from the balcony. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Kalia mm-hmm. Posey, 
uh, Toddlers and Tiaras. She was a, a star on that show, and at 16 oh, years old, she committed wow. suicide. Uh, Katie Meyer from Stanford University's uh, Sarah Schultz from Wisconsin, Laura Burnett from JMU, George Mason. Mm. So, and the article that I read was that millennials are just having a real hard time. And there was another article oh, yeah. about black boys mm-hmm. who, you know, the suicide rate, the CDC has said the suicide rate is up for that. Now we're hearing about all of these white women. Right. We don't hear about, you know, uh, what's happening in the black Everybody culture, but suicide in general. I just wonder, and Dorian, you have six, um, sorry, six boys, right? Six boys. Um, I mean, do you talk to them about, I don't know, just how they're feeling? I don't know if there's black so, bullying, cyberbullying going on, or, or do they deal with anything of, of that sort? Uh, not really. I mean, my, my, my twins do. Mm-hmm. My twins are mixed. They're, they're, they're half German. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're white. So yeah. they, and they look. Like little white boys. Okay. okay. Right. The other four, they they look straight up like us. Yeah, right? I hear you. Um, there is, and you know, with two of them, well, my, my middle two boys, you know, growing up in West Oakland, mm-hmm. there's that territory that oh, comes yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just crazy enough. As sure. It is. Sure. Uh, with my twins, I guess there's there's that I want to say natural, but there's a natural bullying that kids go through through. Elementary and junior high school. I went through that crap. Sure, I think all of us mm-hmm. did. Yeah, you know. Um, but as far as cyberbullying, they've never, you know, came to me and said anything about that. They okay. never said that. You know, people are really trying to fight them mm-hmm. on school. Yeah, you know, um, there have been name calling here mm-hmm. and there, whatever. Yeah, and I, I told them, you know, I told them how to adjust to that, how to deal with that. Sure, I, I went through all that crap. You yeah, know, name mm-hmm. calling, fight. I was fighting all the time. Yeah, like. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in East Oakland, man, in the deep east, and mm. letters, ninety fifth and E. Wow, you know Ooh, letters. And yeah. uh, I went to Stonehurst, King Estates, and Castlemont, man. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot growing up in Oakland mm-hmm. in the eighties. Yeah, you Ooh. know, and then the nineties hit in the early part of the nineties. You mm-hmm. know, when you're still young. And I'm still in my early twenties and everything. It was a mm-hmm. lot. It was a lot going. And the crack era hit. That stuff was right. no joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, it will hit it all over. I mean, you, you know, know, Washington D.C. was totally transformed. You know, yeah, during mm-hmm. the late '80s and uh, or, or actually began in the early '80s, and of course, Marion Barry, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> that's, that, that's where I grew up. In. I'm sorry, but lead, uh, lead by example. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and he did, and, and they elected him after again. That, right? Yeah. Yes, they did. I remember that. <laughs> but in any case, um, yeah, I do wonder if millennials are handling things or not handling things as well as we I did think, when we were growing well, up. Well, it, it, and what it is is, is this. It has to do with, and it really is, it's the internet and social media. Mm-hmm. There are things that, when we went through it, it happened at school, yeah. and we we would have to deal with it the next day when we go ask, you know, go back to school. Whatever. Right, right. Yeah. These kids are dealing with it at school. They get home, or they're just walking, and they can just right. look on their phones. And bam, sure, you know. Yeah. And these people are saying stuff on social media, left and yeah. right, and they yeah. and instead of which, I don't understand why you just don't do it. Block those people. Exactly. It's not that hard. Right. <laughs> right. right, right. But they keep it going and they keep looking at that. Yeah. And, it, and it feeds into their brain. It feeds into their psyche. Yeah. And these kids get get really depressed. Mm-hmm. And some things change, some things don't change. Like if you have, it didn't matter if it was internet or not. If you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, right. that stuff just eats at you and it, yeah. it holds mm-hmm. on to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have both parents at home. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you just can't say nothing to them. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it may not be their fault. 
yeah. that you can't speak Because you to. don't know the dynamic of the parent-child. I mean, my dad right. was sort of a friend of mine. You know, he was a buddy, and he would talk to me, and I would talk to him. But there were times where I just didn't, you know, it was like, yeah, hey, listen, yeah. just... I, I can uh, let me just deal with it on my own. And the narrative of the black boy who has to be a man before um, he's, you know, a real man. Tough it up, you know. Yeah. Don't cry. That's that. What? What? what it's, it's also. It's, it's not just the black boy, but it's that. It's that lasting image of the fifties still mm-hmm. bleeding in yeah. to when we were kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. because everything you had to be tough. The nineties hit, mm-hmm. right? And the ni- when the 90s hit, at least for me, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I started to turn around and say no. And I'll tell you, that it was it was so funny. And it was all because of one movie, mm-hmm. right? I was watching Lethal Weapon. Oh, oh <laughs> right? yeah. okay. And one of the opening scenes, and, and when they come into the, uh, uh, into the, um, uh, the, 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 the uh, police station, yeah. um, uh, Roger Murtaugh's character, which is Danny Glover's character, yeah. right? I uh, was talking to another cop, mm-hmm. and the cop was asking him, uh, Roger Murto, how, you know, how, how was his, his weekend, whatever. He said, I was crying. He goes, well, were you alone? He goes, why do you think I was crying? Mm. You know? oh. <laughs> wow. He goes, yeah, you are a man of the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know? Because <clears throat> during that time period, like when you know, Oprah started coming on and yeah. there were some comedians, yeah. uh, who was it, uh, I think Marshall Wallace at the time, whatever. They were, they yeah. were, they were talking about, um, even Phil Donahue, were talking about That's right. um, um, letting go Mm-hmm. Of this, you can like you have to be a man and hold all that stuff in, right? You know, right. and they they started talking about that. And as a young kid, I'm mm-hmm. 16, 17, I'm hearing this stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't have to hold all this stuff in. Right. But it didn't really hit until I got into my 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 early twenties, mm-hmm. and I started seeing all these people going to these uh, um, these uh, classes and everything. Mm-hmm. People going into these these circle groups. Oh, you sure, know? yeah. Um, and I went to one, mm-hmm. and and it was a therapy session. As a matter of fact, it was AA that mm-hmm. I went. I went with one of my one of my uncles. Yeah, and and I'm just listening to these people just talk mm-hmm. and get all their grief out. You know, and I'm like, well, yeah. how come we just can't do this all the time? Yeah. And then after that, that's mm-hmm. that was that was just life changer for me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now I can just start letting that stuff out. You know? Yeah, we've talked. Um, well, I'm, I'm a good friend of mine, ours, Will Hammond. I don't know if you know Will yeah, Hammond, yeah. but uh, he. We've talked about black mental health. That right. we don't pay attention to our mental health. True. I'm sure black women do because, you know, they are. I think it's a national crisis. Yeah. It definitely hits oh. our community like nobody else. But sure. It's a national it's crisis. It's a global thing, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. And I think the pandemic has sort of amplified it, which I think is oh, why yeah. we're getting all of these suicides, suicides that are happening within the last two years. Well, it's, it's, it's also, uh, I'll get back to this again. It's yeah. also social media. Yeah. Because you can actually hear about these things have been happening a lot. Yeah. Like it was always happening. You mm-hmm. just didn't mm-hmm. hear about it until the internet came on. Right. All these crazy things that people do, whatever, right? Not mm-hmm. this, but other things that people do. You you watch videos like, oh my God, I know people did that stuff, right? Yeah, right. But right. all this stuff came to light once the internet come, once mm-hmm. the internet started to become more prominent. Right. And things like this, mm-hmm. sadly enough, uh, has always been happening, but you didn't hear about it. Right. Like, like, like a lot of people don't know that there are at least a hundred suicide jumps off of the the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's policy. Yeah. They don't want to. Tony Scott, who uh, directed um, Crimson, Crimson Tide and uh, and Copycat, yeah. he jumped off. Yeah. You know. Oh, and, I didn't and know that. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. 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 And then so now they they're putting out a bigger net. Right. So people can't jump off. There, yeah. there was a guy who I watched a video. 
of a guy who actually jumped off and survived. There, there are oh, a few people who survived. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And he said the moment he jumped off, right, he regretted it. Right. He like he he just regretted, broke all his bones in his body. Yeah. You know. Right. Wow. And he he, he just said, before I jumped off, I was. It, like the whole world was just coming down, coming mm-hmm. down on me. Right. Yeah. Like I had all these problems, these problems that I felt I couldn't talk to anybody with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that problem was just in my head. I could talk to people. Sure. You know, I just felt that I couldn't. Right. And the moment he said, the moment I jumped, I was like, man, I regretted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we transition off of this, because there's Current one last events. other thing, yeah. but um, people need to realize that a lot of the problems that you have, I mean, I'm not talking about, let's say, if you have a debilitating illness, mm-hmm. and you know that's a whole different subject matter, but right. for, especially for young folks, what you're going through is finite. It will end. You will get past mm-hmm. whatever you're going through. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like well, well, I'm going to go back to another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Matrix. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. she said everything that has a beginning has an end. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is so true. Right. Right? It right. doesn't matter what it is. If life, there's a beginning, there's right. an end. Right. Whatever problems that you have, trust me, there is started somewhere, mm-hmm. but there is an end to it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's not right in your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to sometimes do a lot of work to try to find that end. Right. But mm-hmm. there is an end. And it could be easy, just as simple as talking to someone yeah Yeah. you know it could you could be talking to a stuffed animal and get it all out yeah right you know but opening up and just talking a lot or not talking meaning cutting off toxic people or let's say turning off the phone yeah yeah right shutting down unfriending someone yeah for real because you're surrounded i mean i had a very good friend of mine we talked i'm not going to mention her name Mm -hmm. but she texted me saying that she was feeling really down because she's in she was in a very toxic relationship Mm -hmm. with this guy yeah and i tried telling her hey listen you need to get rid of stop thinking about this guy and think about other things because you know you were a woman prior to meeting this individual right and it was amazing talking with her it was just recurring like a broken record Mm -hmm. he said this he did this he did this and then i remember when we did he did that and i'm like listen he 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 you got to get away from that. Easier said than done. Because I remember I, I felt right. love and you know, uh, I was I like, oh my it's God. Easy to get, it's easy to get caught in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you feel Yo, like a junkie. You're like, hopefully man. Hopefully young I, people are finding yeah. new ways. And I'll tell you one who is. Uh, Jake Fong, who we've had on. Yeah. Um, Jake Fong. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, Jake um, has made it a habit every week to check in. And he, I guess he has like a list. He actually goes through mm-hmm. his list. And, oh, I haven't checked in with this person in a while. So I got a text message from him yesterday. Me too. How you doing? And I was like, I am doing better now that I got your message. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And and it's, you know, a way that that's not something that we had before. Yeah. And so that's a way of turning around the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a knife. Using it in a pop. It can be a weapon. That's but right. it can also be an amazing tool. That's right. If you control it. That's awesome. And Jake, if you're listening, thank you so much. And That's I awesome, got your text Jake. message as well. And it's a wonderful way of connecting. And mm-hmm. it's a great thing about theater people because, you know, we understand that. You know, emotion is sort of the currency that we tra- that we transact, usually on don't stage. We, don't we? <laughs> you guys just inspired me, man. Uh, right yeah. on. To go around. Because you, you, got, you got all these people yeah. on your social media, right? right. On your Facebook or, or Instagram accounts, whatever. Mm-hmm. You add them. And then, you know, maybe you made contact with yeah. or blah, blah, blah. You just look at this stuff. Right. But you don't actually, a lot of times, you just forget about them. Right. Right? I got like 2,000 people. I don't talk to all those 2,000 right, people. Of course. Exactly. Right? But all those 2,000 people have their own problems. Exactly. And, and it, is, it is cool. It, with what you guys just, just said, especially with Jake, I love that. 
Uh, to every once in a while, yeah. you know, just say, hey, how you doing? Yeah, right. exactly. Hey, how you doing? There you go. Doesn't it doesn't take much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it'll be a lot to go through all, <laughs> all, all the people, right? Yeah. Now, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, but, but it's, it's, it's an acknowledgement to that yeah. person to let them know that somebody's thinking about it. Exactly. And it lets me know. Well, these are people who really, really do care about yeah. them, not just a number on a Facebook list or something like that. So, right. no, you're absolutely right, and I hope that inspires everyone. One now, last I remember, th- I remember yeah, being, um, when I was first in the Army, and I turned 18. I went in the Army right out of high school. So, I'm 18. Mm-hmm. I'm in Korea. I'm hating life. I don't want to be here. I hate the Army. I'm surrounded by a bunch of knuckleheads, to be nice about it. And we are surrounded by a country that... There's a fair amount of folks that wish we weren't here. South Korea, North Korea? South Korea. Yeah. Oh, no. Nobody in North Korea but North Koreans. You, mm. <laughs> no, you see some of the pictures of people going over that line. You don't want to go over that line. It's, it's not pretty. Um, but, yeah, I had that list. When Jake said that, that's what came to my mind is I actually have journals. And in the back of the journal, I just made, I made lines on the inside of the cover, front mm-hmm. and back. And I listed everybody I knew, and I said, like, my mama, my mama got a letter from me every week. Mm. Um, other friends, every month, you know, some people every other week. And I would just go through my list, and if I really wasn't in the mood or whatever, I just didn't. But there was always somebody who I hadn't reached out to recently, and I could go, oh, well, yeah, I was just going to say, hey, but I realize I haven't reached out in a while, so I can now talk about three months' worth of stuff because I haven't reached out to this person and now that I've had three months to sort of gestate, you know, the, my feelings about mm-hmm. it to sort of percolate, I can go, ooh, what I wrote when it happened is different than how I'm feeling now. Yeah. And that became my own little weird therapy. But it was because I was bored out of my <laughs> mind. I keep, I keep a journal, too. Uh, and now it's online. And I do the same thing. Like, you know, 20 years, I mean, you know, 20 years ago, I was yeah. writing and I was like, OK, I figured out what life is. Now I'm like, oh, OK, I was a complete idiot. <laughs> so that's really cool. Frank Langella, I don't know if you heard about this. So he no. was cast in a Netflix do- uh, thing, The House of Saw Usher, yeah. and he got fired because he touched, he, I guess he, there was a scene with a young actress, and he touched the young actress on the leg. She flipped out and says, hey, you touched me, and this is wrong, and, and apparently he, well, the accusation is he called her baby or honey or made right. an offensive joke. Cancel culture, and now he's fired. And now Franklin Jella had written this thing on Variety magazine, basically saying, "Listen, this this can cost me several jobs, and right. you know this whole can't." You know, I'm, I don't know who's in the right or wrong here, but um, it's like it's that. Third Johnny, rail. It's, 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 it's so funny because it's it's just like that. Uh, the divorce case is going on with Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. Amber Heard, yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, and you know, immediately everybody believed her. Yep, and just. Threw Johnny out left and right. Yeah. All right. And then it comes out, oh, Johnny's the one that's being abused. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you hear the, the testimony about her crapping on the bed? No. And she said oh. it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm glad you got my friend because that, right. that would be I the mean, end when of I hear stuff like that, I'm so glad I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on the cusp of this right now. I mean, like this week right now. Um, so I'm doing Tempest. Yeah. And as always, got more girls than boys mm-hmm. and, and, and non-male mm-hmm. um, identifying people sure. in my cast. So a bunch of them, including the person playing the king. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? The king? Ferdinand, mm-hmm. the son of the king. 
Um, couple of other characters. I don't, I don't need to go into all of that. But um, so I've been struggling with this. What do we do? And I, I initially said I want to change the king to the queen. Oh my lord! They were like, "Why? What? 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 What's the problem?" I said, "Well." This is originally written for men. You're not a man. You would be the queen. You know, you live in the era of Queen Elizabeth. Come on. You know, it's a problem. And they got on you left and right because oh, they you did. changed the gender of the... Well, right. if I'm changing the well, gender... Well, I'm not changing... They, they, right, they don't want me to change the gender. And so then... And then, like, some of the other ones... And again, I'm trying not to, to put anybody on the spot. But um, some of the other ones said... I asked for this character specifically because I wanted this identity. And I said, so do you understand? And it finally, the only place that we can communicate about it is to say, you understand that up until now, there's been a strong tendency to just believe in a binary gender identity. We are now in another era where for maybe you folks, that just feels normal and okay. You get to figure out where you are. You're trying to figure out your identity, especially at 13. You're trying to figure all that out, having the options and deciding that maybe you don't know what you are, but you know what you don't want to be slotted as. Right. Okay, that's all great. I said, well, then could we use what pronouns? Could we change the pronouns? And I got blink, 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 like looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I finally said, okay, so let me own this. People of my generation grew up with a different perspective on this. There is a new perspective that allows for this. I am in no way criticizing that or trying to come down on that. What I'm saying is it makes it difficult in the communication with our audiences what we are doing and why we are doing it. Hmm. So I want us to at least entertain the discussion so that we recognize that. And and while I was talking to somebody about it, I said the difference, it's the difference between I'm talking to you and then if I step over there, I'm talking to you. I'm in front of you here. I'm in back of you there. It's not like one is right and one is wrong. They're different. If I'm in back of you and I say I'm in front of you, that's confusing. Um, so it's a different perspective. So can we talk about that perspective? The yeah. kids are still like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I want you to discuss that. I want you to discuss that mm-hmm. you don't see why there's a problem and why you don't think there's a problem. It's, it's, and that's enough. It's very rare. It's it's odd that uh, you because you would think that the younger kids would get it. And they would have to explain it to an older person who was so stuck in their ways. They and don't understand why they have to explain it. That would be like you saying, you know. Why do we have to tell you that two plus two equals four? Mm-hmm. It obviously doesn't equal five. And it's like, well, no, I grew up with it equal in five for some crazy reason. Can you, <laughs> can you talk about the difference? Right, exactly. Before we get into an origin story, just one quick thing. So I'm in rehearsals with the Pear Theater. We're about to do Pear Slices. And I have intimacy scenes with one actress in two uh, things. And thinking about the Frank Langella thing, mm-hmm. uh, of course, we went through the whole intimacy discussions. Okay, so, you know, before yeah. we t- you touch her... Who's your intimacy <clears throat> coach? There is no intimacy coach. Oh. But we were asked if there, if we needed one. Sure. So that's fine. And, you know, they, they yeah. and we, you know, we have the wherewithal to not even say out loud, mm-hmm. but even uh, sotto voce or via email. Sure. Hey, I think we need an intimacy coach. Right. But in any case, so... I inadvertently touched the actress, you know, on her face, which was not coached. And immediately when we went on stage, I said, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I, uh, is everything, or I touched you. Is, is that okay? Mm. 
which normally like say five or six or seven years ago, I, right. you know, would have been okay, no big deal. And right. Especially if I didn't get a reaction from her, and she and she said, no big deal, it's all good. Right. But that's where we are now, where yeah. we have to be extra extra careful, and it may be a distraction, it may be an annoyance, but well, it's where we are. Well, here, here's here's the thing with that. Even when I first started acting twenty years ago, mm-hmm. the one thing I always made sure of is that my co-star is comfortable. If there's touching involved, I go to them directly and I say, hey, you know, we got this scene coming up, whatever. Uh, is there any place you don't want me to touch? Or what What exactly do you want mm-hmm. me to go? Because mm-hmm. I'll make sure I go there and only touch there. Yeah. And <clears throat> always the reaction is, is thank you because other people don't. Because right. most people don't. They Man, don't. Right. I, I went to this, this, this HBO audition, all right, uh, have like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a scene where um, I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in bed with this woman who was a prostitute, and I'm just slamming all over, right? I'm just right. grabbing at her and everything mm-hmm. else. So when I walk in, as I'm walking in, there's a guy coming out, and he's all smiling and happy, whatever. You know, he's putting on his shirt and everything. He said, "Man, just go up in there, just have fun, right? Just go have fun." And I'm I'm looking at this dude, this, this right. white dude, man, chubby dude, and mm-hmm. he's 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 just he's just nasty, right? I yeah, feel yeah, the vibe. yeah. So when I, I go in there and I look at her, and I could tell, like she, she's been she's a uh, she's she's an actor, yeah. but she was she was I think she stayed in for three different scenes, hmm. and I think my scene was the last one with her, whatever, or hmm. auditions. Mine was the last one with her. Oh yeah. The the producers and them they were just you know dismissive whatever they they were just thinking about themselves they weren't even checking oh, in with wow. this, this wow, lady. Wow, wow. So when I went in there and they said okay this is the scene and blah 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 I said well hold on for one second I need to talk to her for a second so I went over it quietly and I said okay look I don't know about anybody else but um, what is it that you don't want me to do like where don't you want me to touch and everything yeah and she cried. Wow. Because I was the only person that has asked her that. Wow. And she said in any audition that she's ever been in, she's never had anybody, another actor, just say, hey, where don't you want me to go? Yeah. You know, what is it? And then she said, you know what? For you, you can go wherever. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. said, because I, I, I trust you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She said, because you actually asked me. And ever since then, I have always, always asked what is it that you don't want me to do? Because mm-hmm. I can easily, I know how to control my hands. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know where my hands are going to go. You know, I don't need to map it out or whatever else. Right. No, I know exactly what I need to do where I don't need to go. Yeah. Right. And it's not that hard. Yeah. It's just right. to check in. And then what it does, <clears throat> it makes your partner feel comfortable. Yeah. Oh, and that's, it's, and that's it's part, a trust level. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's part yeah. of the process. I mean, that's part of the process. Even if the director doesn't open their mouth. Right. And that's one of the things. I mean, I think that, you know, these production companies, they're saying, well, listen, we don't we can't assume that actors will do what they're supposed to do during the rehearsal process or let's say on your own. Well, it's a brand new thing in the training even yeah. to bring that level of awareness. So we, we are in new territory. Exactly, exactly. So and basically that new training is basically what you're talking about, Dorian. It's just checking in. Yeah, you, it really and is. you didn't need someone to say, "Well, listen, you guys need to check in first. You just did it automatically." Because there's another human being over there. It makes no right, exactly. sense. Right. The, but the flip side is that is that when um, when it's women that touch men, right? There's no discussion. Right. They just go and do whatever. I can just touch you, whatever else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's, that's not supposed to be a problem. Right. right. Yeah. But maybe there is a problem. Maybe I don't want you touching me yeah. all over the place. Well, like remember, t- remember, but Terry, there's no check in with. Remember that. Terry Crews. Remember Terry Crews. He uh, oh, was yeah, harassed. Yeah. 
This is at a party. But he was assaulted. I mean, that dude just went up and just grabbed his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, oh, I, heard, I thought it was him. ass. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they grabbed his, he grabbed his straight nuts, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that would have nah, been a fight. Oh, Cruz, Cruz, <laughs> Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz. No, I'm spelling it. I'm spelling it the wrong way in my brain. Are you thinking Tom Cruise? No, I was spelled it with a Z, and I was like, <laughs> I had to go, oh, W-W, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. In any case, it, it, this is a great discussion. Uh, let's get into an origin story. So you already said that you were raised here in the Bay Area. Um, uh, what was it like? California? Born and raised in Oakland, man. Hey, hi! <laughs> I, I, that's what I said. I grew up, my no, first 15 years was on 95th and E, Ooh. and then we moved to 86th and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Olive. Between Olive and Bancroft. Yeah. Um, now, was that all during the? Because uh, being from the East Coast, I grew up in like the church, and you know everyone was like, "Hey, baby, what's going on?" And we remember mm-hmm. Martha King being assassinated. I, I hear that on the West Coast, it was more militant, black militants, and Angela Davis, and that sort. Of, did you grow up in that sort of? I didn't grow up in that era because I you know, I was born in '71. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then even in my household, my household with my mom growing up in seventy, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember none of that stuff. Okay, right. okay. I was a child. I was I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about that stuff. Yeah. You know? My Siblings. mom my mom spent one I think she said one week uh in the Black Panthers before she was uh told by her mother uh-huh. to get out. <laughs> 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 and if, I, if I remember that correctly, you know. Well, they were killing people and jailing people. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, my, my part of the seventies, you know, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was a child. I was eight, man. I didn't right. grow up in none of that. I, I grew up my first fifteen years of my life, uh, maybe fourteen. We were in the Jehovah's Witness. Oh wow! You know, I was cool. never baptized. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, my mama was and everything. So it, that's that's the household that I grew up. In. Okay. Sure. Yeah. These are the folks that go house to house. I always get them confused with Seventh Day Adventists and the Mormons because they, they they do that <laughs> right. too. You know. <laughs> so were, so were your family going to house to house? Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. people. Okay. Oh man, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. this, yeah. this crazy story. So yeah, you know, every I think Saturday, I think Sundays also we would mm-hmm. go out, but mostly Saturdays, Saturday mornings we'd go yeah. out and congregate. I mean, you know, and, and try to recruit people, whatever. Yeah. You know, they don't call it recruiting; they call it something else. Yeah. Um, to you know, get people to come to the church, fellowshipping, and, and I guess, to fellowshipping, yeah. yeah. And so um, one day, uh, I wasn't with my mom. I mean, my mom was there, but she she went on a different route, mm-hmm. and I was with two other two other guys. Mm-hmm. And we went to this house, and it was it's a great house, nothing but kids in there and parents. Mm-hmm. And um, they were you know talking whatever, and I just happened. I think I knew one of the kids, mm-hmm. so we just you know st- started talking and watching. Um, some cartoons, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just, you know, sitting there watching cartoons. And then, you know, there was like, okay, everybody come and eat. And then, all right, so you get up and everybody mm-hmm. go eat, whatever, right? <laughs> get a knock at the door. Oh, we forgot something. <laughs> they left. <laughs> what? They had left me. <laughs> they <didn't> house? <laughs> and the parents wasn't tripping because <laughs> they didn't realize. Right. They, they had, it was like six or seven kids up in the house. Sure. Okay. Right? And I, I, was, I just blended just in as one of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they forgot. They were like, wait, wait a minute. Hold, where's they little Dory? Back. They came back. It's like, man, we better get. <laughs> Your mother was going, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, did the theater bug hit you when you were young? Dude? Were you in like little plays when you were in elementary school and that sort of stuff? You know, I, I wasn't in plays. Uh, I didn't do any of that stuff. I wanted to. I just too shy, too mm-hmm. too scared oh, Okay. Uh, at that time. You know, like I, I've always been an outgoing kid. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was always wanted to be the life of the party mm-hmm. but what i didn't want and it would stay with me for a long time was to screw up because yeah. when you screwed up then all the kids 
even some people in my family, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel bad about that. Yeah. You know, and they get on you, right? So I didn't I didn't want nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um but I I we I went to, you know, different school functions, you know, assemblies, whatever, and go watch plays and I thought it was amazing. And my first uh my first thing into that was uh I did a, a skit in high school. Mm-hmm. Um and the premise is we were supposed to me and this other kid, we were supposed to um show the 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 good and bad ways to do an interview, a job interview. Oh, okay. Oh. And I was supposed to be the good way. Yeah. He's he's the bad way. Yeah. So as soon as we about to go on, uh and it was for my computer science class, mm-hmm. as soon as we about to go on, she goes, switch. And we were like, What do you mean switch? <laughs> like close? She said, No, I want you to switch. You're the bad guy, you're the good guy. So I became the bad guy immediately. Uh-huh. And then he goes on. No, no, I go on first. And Man, I'm saying all type of crap. Right. That, you know. <laughs> I bet that was funny. Right? Because yeah. be, before, like, I'm yeah. really, like, I, I don't want to get, I, like, I, I know a lot of people, and I'm popular and everything, but I don't go out of my little box. Sure. This thing mm-hmm. yeah. let me come out of my box. And afterwards, you know, she gave me this this little card that she made, and she said, you're a star. Wow. I was like, oh, that's great. Uh-huh. Right? But then I didn't do anything with acting until, like, maybe seven years later, I took my first acting class at Chabot. Mm. Um, and it was only for a semester, mm-hmm. and Margot? No, no, this this is way way before Margot got there. Mm. Um, but I, I did that class, mm-hmm. and then I was I was done with acting. Mm-hmm. I, I just did a class, whatever. And uh, what I, what stuck with me was we went into this uh, camera um, division, mm-hmm. and she wanted to see what we look like on film. Mm-hmm. And she says that the camera loves you. I had no idea what the hell that meant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I took her class, <laughs> and then I was done with it. Six years later, I finally go back to Chabot because I'm like, man, I was bored with my life. Mm-hmm. I had gained a lot of weight. I got 300 pounds. Yeah. Wow. What, what was your day job? What, what were you doing? During that, uh, my second time at Chabot, I was, uh, what I still am, is uh, I'm an accountant. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a sheriff's department. And um, yeah, I was just bored, man. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had my family, mm-hmm. but my own personal life, my own personal sure, sure. You know, space, whatever. I was just bored. I like I said, I, I went from 210 to 300. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, all I'm doing is playing video games and mm-hmm. just getting fat, mm-hmm. right? My poor so wife at the time. So must have been a, a revisit. It, 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 was, it was. It was. It, it's not that hard. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that hard to, to get back into that, that dude. And then um, I sat home, and I was watching a movie one day, mm-hmm. and I watched two movies back to back. It was a Chris Rock and a Martin Lawrence movie. Mm. And I said, oh, my God. Their acting sucks. Right, and, right, uh, yeah. Really, no, neither of them are acting. Was it like, CB40? Um, no, CB4 was great. That CB4, was a great yeah, movie. Yeah. Right? But it, I've, I've got one. I think it was some night or whatever, Black Knight or whatever that I yeah, saw. Yeah. And then it was some anything by Chris Rock, except for right. when he played a Pookie. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, right. He had a real but, director. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, was, I watched him and I was like, man, it sucks. But their, I mean, their comedy is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. But their their acting was just atrocious, and I was like, I can do better than them. And I was like, Well, how are you gonna prove that that you're right. gonna do better unless you get up? Yeah. Other than that, you're gonna be 98 years old talking about, Oh, I could have done better than them. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So I, I said, All right. I got up, went back to Chabot because I was like, Well, I went there once, mm-hmm. could do that again. Mm-hmm. So and then that's where my uh, my first uh, class was with Stephanie Hunt. Yay. Who was over at Word for Word? Yep. All right, and then 
they said that they needed actors for this play that they're doing mm-hmm. called Spunk. So okay, mm-hmm. well I don't know nothing about it, but they need <clears throat> black actors, mm-hmm. so I'm going over there because right. I'm black. Right. So I went over there and auditioned, and Margo was the director, uh-huh. and I got this guy named Slimmons, and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful piece. It was well done. I was the worst piece of that entire <laughs> performance. <laughs> I was the weakest link, right? Mm. <laughs> it's just straight up. My grandmother saw it, and uh, my mom, family, come and saw it, whatever, and and uh, my grandfather even. Bless his beautiful heart. Mm. Uh, came and saw it, and grandmother said, "Well, you know, you you can only go up from here." <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a polite way of saying it. <laughs> you know, uh, what are you talking about? She said, "Well, you know, when, when you were, when you know, when when you spoke, uh, you know, it was it wasn't good, baby. It wasn't good. <laughs> but when you didn't speak, when you didn't speak, and you had to do all this other stuff." She said you shined. It was beautiful. It's like you should have won a Tony, you know. Oh boy! <laughs> but when you spoke, it was and it was it was bad, man. My my first performance in that, like all I had to do it was a paragraph. Yeah. Right. right? And when yeah. you college, you got two months to remember memorize this line, right. whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't memorize a damn paragraph, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I was. I guess I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't know how to. Wasn't committed to. Or whatever. Sure. And when I did speak, it was. It was a Negro yard in a Negro house, and this was going on, and this was blah blah blah, yeah. and it was bad. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, dude. Yeah, but it didn't discourage you. Go ahead. It, it didn't discourage me, man. But I, I knew the thing about it is, is that I knew that I was the weakest link. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't put a blinder on and say, "Oh man, I did good. I'm in the play." No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I knew that I was the weakest link, and I said I would never, ever, ever be the weakest link in the play again, mm-hmm. ever. And after that, that's when I started uh, asking questions. That's when I started watching people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started, I started allowing myself to be freer. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And then um, I got cast in some other stuff, some, some uh, 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 student works. Yeah. And then what set me, started setting me apart, one, during Spunk, I watched uh, uh, this, this dude, uh, Armando McClain. Who is? Oh, we had him on. We had him on. So, who is um, also a Chabot guy? Armando's a Chabot guy. Armando, like Armando, gets embarrassed whenever I tell him this, but he's mm-hmm. my Meryl Street. Is you he? Know? He's in New York now, isn't he? Or I he, think he's in New York. They made me back in L.A. Okay. Yeah, um, I gave Armando his first job. Really? Yep. See, I, and Armando, I love that dude, man. Oh, he's amazing. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I tell him all the time, "You're, mm-hmm. my, you're my, uh, you know." Yeah. And so watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, helped me develop uh, uh, a stability, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and a level of professionalism that I didn't have. You know, my first show. Right. Then I got into the show Tartuffe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, with with who? So it, well, it was a lot of no name people, just actors. Okay. No, it's, I mean uh, at Chabot. So okay. everything is okay. at Chabot right now. Okay. <clears throat> so then Duff Hassan. Mm-hmm. Uh, was my instructor for Linda's that. husband. Linda's husband, Linda Miles. Yeah. So I, I was in one of her shows also, mm-hmm. uh, La Posada, which was oh, great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so Dove, I get into the show with with him, and all of us, like all the actors, when you first starting out, you don't move. Right. Right. You just stand there waiting for your line. Right. Yeah. So that's what we were doing. You just stand right. there waiting for our lines to come. Mm-hmm. Most of us. Right. And then Dub was like, "No, you guys got to start moving and doing stuff. Right. You know, to mm-hmm. create, help create the scene and everything." So one thing I did was there was I'm sitting up under, uh, well, I'm laying up under a table mm-hmm. where Tartuffe and my wife was Beatrice 
are on there. They're making out. Mm-hmm. So there's a cross that I have under there. And all I did, I take the cross. I'm pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. All I did was take the cross out and I start shaking it, right? And it got this huge laugh because they didn't know I'm under the table, but mm-hmm. I, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. showing this thing with it. I'm bringing it back out and doing this. After that, Dove said, "That's what I'm looking for. Right? That's what you guys got to do." Yeah. So after that, that was like that opened up a freedom for me mm-hmm. to start. Oh, I, I can do stuff. I don't have to just do what the director tells me. Right. The director is just the baseline. Right. Mm-hmm. I get to create stuff. Oh, this is shit. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, no, so then watch this. That. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So then watch this. So then the next show I did. Right. I went. Reverted back. I mm-hmm. did a, a view from the bridge, mm-hmm. and uh, there was this, this beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, lady, this actor at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? She has transitioned since to becoming a man. Okay. Okay. Right? And at the time, mm-hmm. her name was Taz. Her name is now Kai now. Right? I know Kai. Right. So Taz at the time is and, she, and Kai doesn't act. He, he does now. He's back on stage now. I need him. Yeah. I need him back. He's amazing. Kai is wonderful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. What she did at the time, and I'm going back to her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What she did at the time was, is she made me become the actor that I am now. Mm. All right? And it was the simplest fucking thing in the universe, which is she's just talking and she's moving stuff around and just Mm -hmm. talking. Yep. And just, you know, doing stuff. Creating the scene. Like, I didn't really see it until mm. I saw her. Yeah. Right? right? And I yep. was like, oh, my God. Like, that was just revolutionary for me. Yep. <clears throat> That's what I'm going to do. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So then, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. It. So that, that's what I'm going to do. And yeah. then after that, everything. I came back. I did The Merchant of Venice. Mm-hmm. Right? I won two acting awards at Chabot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for Tartuffe and one for The Merchant of Venice. Mm-hmm. The one I think I, I still believe I truly earned was The Merchant of Venice. Mm-hmm. I got lucky with Tartuffe. Um, they saw something that I didn't know I had at the time. You mm-hmm. know, and they, you know, me and my, one of my best friends, uh, Adam Wright, we actually won it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that Shylock one was the one that just, it, it just transformed everything. Yeah. And, yeah. It, is, and it is because of... Taz. Right. And years later, and a matter of fact, after that performance, after one of the performances, Margot comes up to me, giving me the biggest, greatest hug mm-hmm. ever. And she says, Now you're an actor. Yeah. Like yeah. straight up, That's now awesome. you're an actor. Yeah. Years later, I reconnected with Taz. Yeah. And then she, she, trans- she transitioned yeah. over to Kai. And I told him, I said, Look, you are the reason why. I am who I am right now mm-hmm. as an actor. Wow. And I want you to know that. And I will, I will, whenever I speak about you, I will celebrate the person that you were back then. Mm-hmm. And I will congratulate the person that you are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 this is who you were. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what got me. Right. Yeah. This is who you are now. Mm-hmm. And it's still that person that's still inside of you. Yeah. It, it's not the outwardly person. It's not the person that you show and everything. Yeah. Else. Mm-hmm. But that beautiful heart yeah. is still in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yep. beautiful talent, Mm-hmm. Yep. It's still in there. Yep. Yeah. So I will celebrate you. You know who you are right now, and yeah. and it's and it's amazing. I and uh, yeah, and it's it's because of that right there, that little time period. Yeah, young actors should should. I mean, this is a good thing to learn for young actors because just creating life on stage. I'm reading right now the method. I've talked about the book, the method. Uh, yeah. This is a guy who's yeah. been researching what Stanislavski <clears throat> was doing all the how way up to, to Robert America. De Niro yeah. and how it came to America, and really all they're doing is saying, hey, let's break out of these norms. 
and create life on stage. You've got to fix a sandwich while you're doing this and that. That's what right. life. That's what life that's is. It. That's that, what that's, that's what acting yep, yep, is. All she, all she was doing was just moving dishes from one thing to the next, and what, it was like yeah. what, transformative uh, what, for me. What role was was she? She was uh, the the mother of the house in. Um, oh. Okay. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the character's name. Yeah, I can't think. But of in um, name in that show, in Merchant, and, yeah. And I played uh, Marco, the the cousin. Oh, the okay. The Italian cousin. Uh huh. All right. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was. She was. It was. It was just. Yeah, just creating life. You know, just mm-hmm. creating something oh, so yeah. natural and yeah. authentic that the audience is like, "Wow, this doesn't feel like. Fe- it feels like." I'm walking into a living room yeah, or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, you know, the job to be done. Yeah. Um, so let, uh, um, did you, did you learn technique, anything like that? Like let's say beats or, or things like that. Uh, or a particular style. Styles. Not really. Was any of that talked nah. about at all? No, nah, not, not really. Not, okay. not method or Stanislavski. Mm-hmm. None of that. None of those method, anything like yeah. that. Um, it, was like, just, just, yeah. it was just, it was just, being in your world. Yeah. Right. You know, which is and, what it's really all about. And yeah. it really is. And it's just learning how to be a lot of the stuff that I learned actually is from experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and watching other people because we all steal from other people. Right. Yeah, right? of course. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, oh, I tell people all the time, yeah. steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we all steal. Because if people. you steal it and you make it your own, then it's mm-hmm. no longer you just imitating somebody. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so so I got to the point where I realized that the best way mm-hmm. to act is to be me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I and I it's, it, it's it's another thing, dude. And I got it from Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. So Chris Farley, before he passed, uh, yeah. somebody asked him, you know, how is it that you create characters, and how do you go from one character to the next? Mm-hmm. He said, "What characters? He said, everything I do is me." Wow, wow, that's <laughs> right. awesome. Right. And for those who don't know, this is the late Saturday Night Live guy, uh, yeah. big guy who, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I love that guy, and 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 it was like it was like yeah, like uh, unless I'm doing mm-hmm. um, a biographical piece you yeah. know, with mm-hmm. a live character, mm-hmm. um, everything is really me, and what I what I'm doing in that world. Yeah, like if right. it's me in outer space, it's me in outer space. If it's yeah. me, sure. like in uh, Water by the Spoonful, that's me. If I was a, a, a recovering crackhead right you know what i'm saying yeah but everything is me mm-hmm. unless i'm doing something specific that's somebody that actually then i will yeah do my damnedest to research mm-hmm. and find out what their body movements are yeah uh mm-hmm. how their speech pattern is mm-hmm. um how they say certain words whatever whatever it is how they look mm-hmm. all right because some people you know, squint with their eyes sure. some people got their eyes all bugged out whatever this is right. real people right so i try to find every little detail mm-hmm. to become that person yeah, and that's the real work in acting. I mean, that is. I mean, after you've gotten off book, after you know what the blocking is, mm-hmm. it's really the explore, exploration. Yeah, yeah. You know, who is it? Who is the you in that character? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what are the things that are similar? What are the things that you probably wouldn't do, but the other character would do? The, the limp or the talking. I think yeah. there was one scene where someone in, in one of the shows that what I'm doing, someone has had a limp. And I think one guy, I think I made the suggestion, well, you know, if you put a rock in your, you know, your foot, that can, you know, get well, you into method. there. Yes. That's, that's, that's that cotton <laughs> well, yeah. ball thing. Or, with or, the, or you can take oh, it out. Rando. Yeah, yeah. Rando. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. No, it, like, it, it, or, but you can take it out. And after you've, you know, now that you've had the, the experience. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. go with that. It's, it's, it's just like with Water by the Spoonful, this last piece I did. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, when uh, the show first started, there was a scene where uh, me and my co-stars, uh, uh, shoot, Sango. Shoot, uh, Sango. So mm-hmm. we're 
we're in a heated argument. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, I'm feeling really bad, right? And I slam my hand on the table because I'm frustrated mm-hmm. from this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, as it goes on, towards the end of the production, I stopped slamming my head, my hand. I was like, well, that's just... Right. That doesn't seem powerful enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, would I really slam... I'm still at work. And would yeah. I slam my hand you know, on the table? Or would I, would I just be lost yeah mm-hmm. and frustrated yeah and not know what the hell to do yeah you know and so my, my performance switched from how it was in the beginning to yeah mm-hmm. to what the final product was. yeah because you're, you're still learning you're still yeah. seeing different things yeah you know? and you're trusting that the audience can see the reaction i don't care about those damn audience <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's weird for this, for me, because I end up understudying, mm-hmm. um, I auditioned for another show, which has been happening for a couple of years now. I mean, I've talked about it a few times on the show. I audition for something. I don't hear nothing from these people. I come on here and I fuss about it. And next mm-hmm. thing I know, I get a phone call <laughs> saying, oh, did you want to do this? So out of the blue, I'm auditioning for something else. And they said, oh, but we need an understudy for Water by the Spoonful. Are you available? All I care about is calendar. Yeah. I can do it. It's, my calendar's open. So I didn't even read the script <clears throat> until after I'd been told I was going to be understudying Dorian. I read the script. It's beautiful. The character's beautiful. Shoots and Ladders. It's a username online for this uh, group of recovering <clears throat> crack addicts. They have a chat room. <clears throat> and I'm like, this is wonderful. Now, what do I do with it? So I go and I watch Dorian. And Dorian has a way of just being grounded and... Even if he's exploring, he's exploring as Dorian. So I watch it. I learn a lot. It, it really helps me to not go to that two-dimensional place of just being the angry black man or the whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fill in the thing, black man. And I'm like, okay. I love that, and that cuts off a bunch of choices I might have, a bunch of mistakes I might have made. And I'm not Dorian. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't do what Dorian is doing. But Dorian helped to give me some guardrails so I don't go off the road with this character. And, you know, and I realized it was weird because I got cast in that. I had already, no, I think I got cast in this reading thing that we did for Word for Word. And they were talking about getting the schedule together. And I had just gotten the schedule for Water by the Spoonful. So I'm like, uh, my availability is really limited. Uh," And then I saw Dorian's name and I was like, whenever Dorian is available... I'm available. <laughs> and, you know, I I heard your name before I ever met you, and then we ended up doing um, Shots, Shots SF, yeah, this little yeah, sketch, yeah. sketch group, mm-hmm. um, that piano fight. And he was in another thing, and I was like, oh, there's a black dude. Who is he? I ain't heard of him. And I watched your work and saw what you were doing. We talked a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I started seeing your name pop up all over the place. And I was like, oh. So the next time I got to see you at a shots thing, I came at it with a totally different, like, okay, so you are out there working. I want to know what your experience is right now. That's really going to help me. I'm at a place in my career where I am coming out of a lull and I need, you know, I need to know what's out there. Yeah. (laughs) And hearing it from your perspective was great because you just have a way of being very grounded. Even when you're not sure where you're going with this, you have, you seem to have the confidence of, well, this is where I'm starting from. I'm me. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the business because you not you have um, accelerated from just doing you know regional theater, but you're doing film. I've just mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast, you know, all the stuff that you've done. And even voice acting and even uh, the video games. But how did you manage? I mean, do you have an agent? I mean, do you? I do. How, how do you, how I, I, did you manage the I have, a, I have an agent with, uh, up here, Stars. Mm-hmm. I got people down in L.A. and on the East Coast also. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got, I got really lucky getting my agent with Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, just so happened that uh, I was at CenterUp. CenterUp was a lot of great things for me man. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> but it happens to be the the vice president of stars his wife was in the same show that i was in wow and i i didn't know of course and um afterwards he come he starts talking to me and everything and uh he asked me do i do voiceovers i'm like well no i don't do voiceovers mm-hmm. he said you sure it's enough you do have an agent at the time i did um and he was like well I don't understand how come they don't have you doing voiceovers because the moment you open your mouth, it's you know it's yeah. pretty much yeah, like yeah. right, this right, is like platinum coming out of uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's chocolate right. platinum, man. And I go oh, okay, all right, well, whatever. And then a couple weeks later, I leave that agency, got with Stars, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think my first gig was Shea Holmes, uh, right out the gate, uh, like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. I was like, holy, this is the shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> doing this forever man. yeah 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 and then uh, a few weeks later i got my first video game which is the walking dead video game walking mm-hmm. dead season two mm-hmm. and then uh after that it's just been it's, it's been a blessing man you know it's been great you know going out there and and just doing stuff and all, all this most of the, the stuff that i've gotten is through them mm-hmm. you know 13 reasons why well mm, yeah yeah that, that. 13 yeah. reasons why um uh, even the, the Lando stuff, I yeah. got I got through them. The Pixar, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Soul, Soul, Soul. yeah. yeah. Uh, I got through Stars. Nice, um, you know, and uh, they they've done very well by me. I haven't done very well by them because uh, sometimes you know you get lazy. Right, As an yeah. actor, right. you don't respond like you should. <laughs> like, right. right, you know, you don't audition like you should. Mm-hmm. You know, but they've been they've been very well done, very well by me, and and um, yeah, I've I've been. And then from them, like I just go out and I meet people. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden I get a call and say, Dorian, I love talking to you about anime. Because that's the one thing I always talk to everybody about mm-hmm. is about anime. Oh, it's, yeah. It, man, it'll change your life. Uh-huh. It's the greatest thing ever, mm-hmm. right? Next to, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic book nut. So, yeah. You know, I, you know don't, I don't spend a lot yeah. of time on that manga side yeah. of things, yeah. but. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. The history. It was cool. History of developed. Japanese animation because it yeah. came from Disney. You know, the the Japanese right. were were inspired. That was the first big by Walt Disney. And then, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Part. Yeah. And then you know they. I guess they had their own spin of the Disney vacation of you know doing an, well, animation. Right. They they added and it, it became Japanese animation. Culturally mm-hmm. Japanese, but yeah, they were very much inspired by what Disney was doing. Well, oh, the okay. first guy. Yeah. And then what's weird is as it grew up, there was a huge resistance to that. And so all kinds of things that are now part of anime yeah. are like uh, the blur. Whenever you see speed lines and blurring, yep, um, they do it totally different than it was done in the West. And then that became a thing. Or like showing the cityscape as a blur and the fixed figure in motion or the cityscape as a fixed thing and the figure in motion yeah. those were just little concepts like that but also the way they express um emotion the 
And yeah. you don't realize that we all have this. They're part of our culture. We've been trained in it, so we just accept it. Yeah. They come at it in a totally different a totally way. Totally different way. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love it, man. And I grew up watching like Speed Racer and um, Kimba yeah. the White Lion, Kimba the White Lion yep. which the Lion King sort and of copied Astro off Boy. of. Astro Boy is the first one. Astro yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. You know, even uh, like, you, like you said, Speed Racer, mm-hmm. uh, those other ones. Um, Star Blazers. Star Blazer. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that one? Robotech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back yep. in the day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, and that all comes from Japanese animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like, I didn't realize it, it, it didn't. It. Yeah, but you know, like it, it was, it was still cool. Like it was, it wasn't big all right. the way, even right. throughout the '90s. No, it didn't hit big. Yep. Until Cowboy Bebop came on. Yeah. On uh, um, is it that? comedy? No, no, not uh, Comedy Central. Uh, it's. Um, Nickelodeon? Cartoon? No. Cartoon Network Cartoon at Network. night. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Adult Swim. Name? Adult Swim. Yes. Right? Once Steve Bloom started talking with that little robot, and Adult Swim hit it, and Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, it was, it was two of them. Cowboy Bebop and I think Wolf's Reign at the time mm-hmm. were, were starring. Once those hit, the anime world started taking off, especially in the United, in the United States. States. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it just became this huge thing, and it was, it was it's, it's, man, it, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I watch anime. Mm-hmm. Is that right? All right. Nice. If you look at my phone, the first thing that pops up is Funimation. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Funimation, and then yeah. the next one is uh, uh, um, Pokemon Go. Yeah. So, you know, uh, are still, you still doing Pokemon still, Go? Yeah, wow. I, I still play Pokemon Go. <laughs> I would love to talk to you about The Box. Uh, what was that experience like? Because that dealt with um, the, solitary, uh, confinement. solitary confinement. Yeah. So I played a cop in that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't play oh. Damien's character or okay. um, the other two guys. Carlos. Um, Carlos and... Uh, Michael Asbury? Not, not Michael Asbury. No, no, no. Uh, uh, ah, man. Carlos? Not Kari. Younger cat. Um, Terrence? Terrence. There Terrence you go. Smith. Yeah, Terrence Smith. I'm sorry, Terrence. Wow. There, there what a small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I played a cop alongside another cop who um, my, my character actually checked in on Damien's character. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. You know, we, we be, you know, be, befriended each other and mm-hmm. everything. Um, I didn't have to go into that psyche. Okay. Sure. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I stay, mm-hmm. I'm on the outside. Yeah. Looking mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, but the whole project, it wasn't just a piece, but it was, I mean, there were, I guess, was the piece an exploration of what happens in jails? Yeah, was, was that yeah, well, not just yeah, jails yeah. specifically solitary Spot solitary yeah. confinement because I mean, that's it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fortunately, unfortunately, some of these people were actually has actually been in prison before. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know mm-hmm. what it's like and yeah. know Sarah what it's like Shroud to be in. Sarah was locked up overseas. Overseas. For oh them. God. Yes. Oh yeah. Wow. They hiked. This was national news. They hiked across. A, a border mm-hmm. like Afghanistan or Iran or someplace like yeah. that, and they got locked up, and mm. they were locked up for a while. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And she came back with this fire to try and find ways to to deal with this, to mm-hmm. not just tell the story, but to try and actively do something. Mm-hmm. Theater was one of the uh, avenues that she yeah. picked. Yeah. 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 And 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 then you know she she picked uh, some really great people really great minds mm-hmm. to play these characters well before I, I even got involved. Um, you know, Damien being, you know, really paramount in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien Brown. Yeah, Damien Brown. Yeah. Um, like, because, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also Carlos, 
and you know uh, Terrence, you know, mm-hmm. and and because uh, I, I, if I'm correct, there was a people who did it before I got involved. I I, I don't know everybody who was mm-hmm. who did her mm-hmm. original piece. Yeah, um, but it's 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 a really really powerful and really good piece. Yeah. Now, was that the most powerful piece that you've done, or has there been other uh, pieces that you've been really really proud of? I mean, like what was the <clears throat> most powerful experience that you that you've had that mm. you've had to do so far. on stage? Yeah. What is this piece called? Oh, I can't think of the name. Was it on stage film? It was on stage. It was over in Santa Rosa. No, not Santa Rosa. Santa Santa Summer? No. San Rafael? San Rafael. The alternative, what is it's a company? Oh, Alter. Alter, Alter, Alter Theater. Alter Theater. Yeah. Right, Alter Theater. Mm-hmm. And we did a piece over there. And I cannot think of the name of the piece. But it was about this lady, um, Viola uh, Liuzzo, who during the the first one, I think the first no the, the first march mm-hmm. on Selma. Oh, okay. And she did a uh, she drove down mm-hmm. to start busing the people back. She was a oh. white lady mm-hmm. to start, and she she wanted to bus people back in her car mm-hmm. to home safely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on the way, she picked up a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid, he's black. Mm-hmm. They're driving in the front car. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they were driving, there's another car coming the way. There's three guys in this car. Mm. The other car turns around oh. because you can't have there's still you know right. you can't yeah. have a black man and a white woman in the same in the front seat together. Right. right. Turns around, they start firing in that car. Mm. Right. Uh, shoots the shoots Viola. Mm. She dies. Mm. Mm. The kid. Uh, I can't even think. I'm so sad. I can't even think of his name. It starts with an L. Leon mm. Lyon. Ah, I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. But um, he covers herself, mm-hmm. covers himself in her blood, mm-hmm. lays there dead while the guys come on and look at the car and wow. see if they're dead. Wow. The guys get away. Mm-hmm. The kid, he gets hit up, uh, he gets arrested, mm-hmm. and they try to point the finger at him. Mm-hmm. Say he killed her. Killed the yeah. wow. They made her look like like she was a slut and everything else, and, and yeah, you, like they like he did all type of stuff, defecated all around her and everything right. else. Yeah, and he's like you know claiming his innocent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it just so happened, this uh, one of the three guys in the car uh, saw this thing because it was mm-hmm. national news, mm-hmm. and he um, he called the FBI because he was an informant. Mm. in mm. that car the other two guys were right. both gangsters right mm. right so he called and said hey i know what happened so they called the courthouse and told mm-hmm. him hey told them this is what happened we got this guy who said he saw the whole thing he was right there right mm. that's the only way that black kid got out mm-hmm. wow you now know? what what role did you play in that one i played the kid oh was, right I, on. I played so i played two two people i played a a, a black man who's going Who's going to college, mm-hmm. um, trying to you know further himself and everything. Yeah. And as well, once we get into this uh, courtroom scene, mm-hmm. I become the kid who uh, who's going through all this stuff mm-hmm. and everything else. And it was it was very like it was very deep. You know? Yeah. It was I think it was one of the first times I actually played somebody, mm-hmm. so I actually researched him. Sure. To try to find out what he looks like, how he talks, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's still alive. Yeah, wow. Fortunately, yeah. yeah. Um, How long ago did you do, did you, did you do the piece? Ooh, fifteen, twenty? No, 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 closer than that. Maybe eight, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Eight years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Maybe eight, seven or eight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I had, I had some wonderful. It was my first time. Uh, who I had James, um, not Carpenter. Ah, Jimmy. Uh, what's the name? He won the first TBA award. Like it was na- TBA isn't like named ever. And not Carpenter. No, not Carpenter. No, 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 no. I can't even think of his name. I'm so old. <laughs> it's it's okay. That's what happened with fifty, man. It'll 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 come to you. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I asked some wonderful wonder, wonderful actors in there. Yeah. Um, and it was it was the most powerful. My my second. I put it like this: My favorite piece mm-hmm. I've ever done was the Emperor Jones. Ah, nice. Um, and I did it for the Eugene O'Neill oh, Foundation. Oh yeah, the, the yeah. Paul Robeson. Uh, well, yeah, Paul well, Robeson did, yeah, did it yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the first person who uh, actually did the role, his name is Charles Gilpin. Yeah. Charles Gilpin and Eugene O'Neill were actually be, became friends. Mm. Right. The problem was how Robeson got involved was that Gilpin <laughs> became a drunkard. And he didn't like the way some of the language was being done. Right. Because he told Eugene O'Neill, hey, we don't talk like that. We right, don't all right, say the right. N-word and blah, 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 and everything else. Yeah. Right? Um, so years went by, and he finally, Eugene O'Neill said, no, I got to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. And then he bought on Robeson. Right. Mm-hmm. Robeson took it overseas, and he made the movie. Sure. And uh, so that's the person everybody remembers mm-hmm. is yeah, yeah. Paul Robeson. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But and that so you, piece was was I I I had I yeah. loved what that piece. What company did that? The you Eugene O'Neill well, Foundation. It was done at the Eugene O'Neill Yo, Foundation. Yeah, 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 at, yeah, at the barn. Yeah, at the barn. Yeah, at the barn. yeah, 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 yeah. very, very so nice. So Eric Eric Fraser Hayes was the the uh, director. Ah, for that. Yeah. Eric directed me in that. Uh-huh. And I, I man, I'd love that piece like it's nobody. I would <laughs> I would do that. I, I've done pieces before, uh, like I've done, not the Grace of Wrath. Uh, damn it, I didn't race twice. David mm-hmm. Mamet's piece, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed his character. Okay. Um, and this one other. Can't even think of it. That's why I'm getting old. Mm. Right. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> one question I had, and we're getting close to the one yeah, hour mark. Yeah, we should, yeah. Um, but are you, how's the Bay Area, uh, how's the Bay Area theater scene treating you? I mean, are you getting I'm the most Lockett, out of it? I'm Dorian Lockett, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dorian Lockett, man. Yeah. It, it it I mean I, I'm not Margot Hall, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm like right up under that somewhere. I'm doing like like very much so. Uh, yeah. So so you know years years before, prior, you know we all had to do the the TBA awards, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean not the TBA awards, yeah, the, but the, uh, the, the, the generals, the generals, yeah. right? And I said that's some BS. I was never going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I because uh, one I got it cost money. I got right. the headshots. Right. Yeah. But then I found out they don't even take all the headshots. Right. That's a load of crap. What am I going to do all these stupid headshots? Right. right? And resumes yeah. and everything. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. So my plan was this. I'm going to go around to all these theaters. Yeah. Right. And they'll see me. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just started getting hired. So what happened was I got trapped. I trapped myself up north for like two years. And yeah. I was going to Santa yeah. Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. so I went to uh, uh, Sixth, Street. Sixth Street Playhouse, Left Edge, which and all yeah. these places I love, and Cinnabar Theater, mm-hmm. and I did for like two years. I was up there quite a bit, right? Yeah, you because know? I was their go-to guy. Yeah, yep, all yep. the black actors up there, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then so, but I did I, before that. I did uh, uh, a custom. I did this play with uh, um, Dale Albright, who mm-hmm. directed it. Yeah. Oh, Dale. We had and, one. Yeah. And Dale told me, he said, Dorian, you should do the TBAs. And I was like, ah, do the TBAs. He mm-hmm. said, Dorian, if, if you ever do the TBAs, you know, it's, it's a selection process, you know, yep. but I'm going to make yep. sure 
Whenever you go, you be the first one up. I said, why are you going to put me first one up? That's like putting me on black. I'd be nervous. Right. I don't want to do that, man. Just put me down like 30 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, five, five, six years later after that conversation, I finally did it. And I was like, eh, why not? So I did it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Dale remembered that bullshit. Right, right. And put me number one. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and I went up there. I did my little piece from Rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, like the first weekend, man, I don't know, I got like thirty hits. That's I'm sure. In that yeah. first, in that yeah. first weekend, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know, turned people down left and right, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was great, you know, because plus plus I had, I had made my way through piano fight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot of stuff there with shots um, and the other piece, the pint size that they had right, going there right. and everything. Um, so a lot of people. Who were in the mainstream, you know, saw the stuff or right. in it, yep. you know, other yeah. actors. So they were referring me left and right. Yeah. You know, it's not like I had to, and it's it's great. I'm so happy I didn't have to do a lot of auditioning. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to do some, yeah. But because people just referred me, yeah. and they were desperate, they needed somebody, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I got in, mm-hmm. and then I just, you know, I did my piece, and then they loved me, and then they said, "Oh my God, we're going to Dorian over here, yeah. Dorian over there." Yeah. And then for a long time, it was like five years, man. I didn't have to audition for crap. Yeah, you know. And then finally, other newer mm-hmm. people come in who never seen you. Then of course right. you audition for the new. Start, you know, yeah. Yeah. Always. Now, I mean, I mean, do you are you thinking about do you want to stay here? Do you want to venture out to I don't know L.A. or something or New York or I mean, are you satisfied here? I almost moved to L.A. Um, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. right before the mm. stay at home order. Sure. Hit. Yeah. And the stay home order made me actually stay at home because mm. I was like, man. All right, I'm just gonna stay with the germs I know up here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was ready, man. I had already picked a place down there and everything. I was, Damn. I was packed up. And I was going. Mm-hmm. And uh, but after that, I was like, nah, I'm gonna stay. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's been pretty cool, you know, do the, the Zoom stuff, whatever, you know. People, yeah. the theater will always find a way, you know. People, yeah. right? They, they got all, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, loopy about. Oh my God, the theater's never gonna come back. Nah, man, it's yeah. just you know, no, take a live experience. Yeah, yeah it's, experience it's, trust me, something. man. But do you have any future aspirations? I mean, or, or are you satisfied with how things are? Um, at some point, I may go to New York. Okay, just just to say that I've done <clears throat> Broadway. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a firm. Nowhere, I'm not a believer. Nowhere that if I go out there, I'm gonna get on Broadway. Yeah, you know, if if you believe it, it kind of leaves doubt. Yeah, "Ah, I believe, but I know that I can do it, so I'm I'm not worried about that. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. um, with the other stuff, the film stuff, that's Mm -hmm. that's where I'm. So my head is is my heart is still here. Yeah, like my blood is still here. Yeah, in the Bay Area theater Mm -hmm. scene, I Mm -hmm. love it. Uh, You know, like I'll always do stuff here. Yeah, always. Um, but with the voiceovers, um, you know, going into film, mm-hmm. television, that's, you know, I, I, like I want my voice to be heard everywhere around yeah. the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just, you know, here and there, whatever else, like globally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because I just have a passion for for the art. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't try to chase after, you know, going on film, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to say that I've done every facet of it. Sure. You know? Yeah. And by right, being in uh, a film, uh, The Ride, uh, being a Pixar film, mm-hmm. so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, being attached to Disney and right. uh, 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 Lucas, whatever, with Lando, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, I can say that I've done 
Yep, I've done it. You got the credit. <laughs> yeah, no, your resume is, is very, very impressive, and yeah. you know, and uh, and now you you know teaching the voice acting thing. And now I'm teaching. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you've done so so much, and I think others will be like, man, I want to do what Dorian Lockett is doing. I want to know how mm-hmm. and follow that path. Or to you know figure out what that path is. Yeah, I think I might have to take a voice class, <laughs> a voiceover class. Yeah, you, you know, you know what the, the, the most satisfying thing for me has been, and mm. I, I thought it was at first acting wise, it it, it was going to uh, stage right. Mm-hmm. If you guys uh-huh. know that stage yeah, right, yeah, of course. So I've done two shows with them, mm-hmm. and that is the most gratifying piece of art I've ever done. Uh-huh. Actually, truly. To go up there and help these kids put on their pieces, mm-hmm. and we did it the two times I did. The first time I did it was at the D Young Museum and also at uh, Bra- Bravo Theater. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and to watch their faces and listen to all these other kids and to to yeah. experience the writings of these kids was the most gratifying piece oh, wow. of yeah. art yeah. that I've ever done in my entire life. I actually actually loved it, and it didn't even feel like I'm at rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like it was it was just so. I was just so satisfied mm-hmm. being up there with them. It's very um, much focused on the uh, on the writing. On the writing, and then afterwards, like we, we do this, the actors come and we do these pieces. We're on the stage the entire time, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, the kids come on. Right. All right. You bring the kid up and you bow with the kid, and mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the piece, all the kids come on who 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 written their pieces and right. actors, and we all bow and everything, and, and yeah. it's it's just you know, and and it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know the, these kids they're autistic. Right. Oh wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That, that's the most important thing. These kids are artistic. And to have them write their pieces mm-hmm. um, and help them, you know, yeah. the, the other actors or mm-hmm. uh, instructors, whatever. And coaches, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, Elena and Carrie were the two um, beautiful ladies that, uh, uh-huh. um, that are doing it. Right. Yeah. And I, I actually, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I I would do that piece every year if I could. If my schedule was permittable, sure. I would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. It just reinforces in me that you know theater is not just an entertainment thing, but also an educational thing where oh, yeah. kids can sort of break out and find find who they are, find their voices. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's the same thing with with like there, there there's programs. There's a program I did. Uh, was it uh, each one teach one? Each, each one, one reach one. one. Each one reach one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and we went up to. Uh, I, I was going to say it's the same program. It's the it's same program. Got, yeah. yeah, and we went to, went, different organizations. Went to Juvie Hall in, in yeah. Frisco and yeah. did the same, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was gratifying watching these kids who are locked up, you yeah. know, express themselves and have they had yeah. beautiful visions, man. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Like yes. it, it's amazing. You know, once once you get past a lot of stuff, I miss that program. I really yeah, did. it was it was it was great, and mm-hmm. it was a buddy of mine, Mario Mario Gonzalez. Yeah, um, who actually he's got in me New involved. York now. He's in New York now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. who actually got me involved with that. Wow. Um, my second thing is it just happened last week. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I got asked to go back to Chabot as a guest speaker. Right on. Right. <clears throat> uh-huh. Right as. And if, if I'm correct, I'm the second most uh, successful student or oh. acting-wise. Who's number one? Uh, uh, it's some clown, some guy <laughs> named Tom Hanks. I don't know. <laughs> 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 you know, but it, it but it was is it was it was just amazing to, to go back 20 years later from where I started mm-hmm. and talk to the, the newer generation, the kids, yeah. and about their work. And last night I, I did a film festival with them uh-huh. and talked right to them Ooh. about, and it was man, some of the, some of these ideas that these 
these kids, these people, people mm-hmm. around the universe just make. Right. It's beautiful. It's my yeah. like I, I saw this one that was a, a serial killer one, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and wow. it was about how stupid people are. Right. Like, I'm yeah, a serial right. killer, and this job is actually really easy. Right. Because people are stupid. Right. Like, just, just watch how they, they run. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid, the, it was so funny because he's just walking, mm-hmm. and people are falling. <laughs> Running and falling. Really? <laughs> he, he looks back at the camera like, man, some of these ideas and the, 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 the visual, the, the, the camera angles of these, these people that they make are just absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, we can talk on and on, but I know you oh, yeah, I'm get, sorry. Out, get on sorry. out of here. No, yeah. no, we're having a fantastic time. Uh, shout outs, birthdays. Birthdays. Uh, Allison Rich, birthday. Um, um, I've never seen her perform, uh, but she is an uh, associate artist with the uh, San Jose Stage Company mm-hmm. and their big casting person. Allison so. who? Rich, isn't it Rich? Yeah, Allison Rich down at, um, down at San Jose Stage. I don't know San Jose Stage. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben Fisher? Um, is a playwright, Bennett is, I don't know if he goes by Ben or Bennett, but anyway, um, he, um, I, I met him because he was uh, coming through the Nueva program where I teach. And, um, and then suddenly he went away to school, came, became a writer, Campo Santo. He's kind of, he's been one of the company writers. M. Graham Smith, who I don't get a whole lot of personal time with, but we've been Zooming for a couple of years now with Playground. He's, um, one of the Bay Area's top directors. Tim Hart, somebody I had met many years ago in a show, um, Jeannie Baroga show. Um, oh, okay. Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. And then uh, he was one of the understudies in As You Like It with SF Shakes a couple of years ago, and so we got to reconnect. That was wonderful. Joshua Hahn, um, I met as a young actor with the Brown Belly Theater Company, which is gone. Brown Belly. I was with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian and, and yeah. all, all of them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No wonder. You know Mario, of course. Yeah. Uh, George Waters, somebody I went to high school with, and he got to play, I believe it was the stage manager in our town. And as somebody, this was like my junior or senior year. I hadn't even heard the name, seen this kid, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's suddenly the lead. Brilliant, wonderful person. Um, Regina Saisi is um, connected to the Bay Area theater sports community, um, improviser and improvising oh, teacher. Yeah. Bats. Mm. Um, and she's, I haven't seen her in years. I'm, I'm getting connected to that theater again because of what we did with the Richard Wright, pro, uh, mm-hmm. James Baldwin James project. project. Yeah. Um, so I may get over there and actually see, I would love to see her cause she used to be just so, so on stage, so amazing and mercurial off stage. So humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, John R. Lewis, who is a local actor who I met through. Yeah. Uh, the DMT, isn't he uh DMT? Well, he used to be with the DMT. Uh, Oh no, I'm no, thinking no, no. of a different John Lewis. So okay. yeah, he he keeps that R in there because he has to differentiate himself. Yeah. No, I actually met him through my what would she be? My stepdaughter in law. Okay. Um, but uh he's very dynamic young man. Uh Nicole Foster is somebody who I will always think of as a young woman, even though it's been like over twenty years. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I would love to see what Nicole's doing now. Um, uh, but she was with the uh, African American Shakespeare Company when we were first Mm-hmm. actually getting a company together when we were getting folks. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have is Rob Melrose, who started Cutting Ball and is now, God, I forget what he's in, but he's in New York. He's with a major theater company in New York. Oh, nice. So those are my birthdays for the week. And I'll run down mine real quick. Randy Blair, I acted with him. I remember doing um, 
Uh, I'm still. I don't know if they still do the Fringe Festival at the exit. Uh, I but think in, they do. Yeah. Yes, but he was involved in a Linda Ayres Frederick piece, and I uh, stage managed him. Uh, his birthday is May the sixth, and uh, that was yesterday. So uh, happy birthday to him. I have no idea what is, what's going on. I'm looking at. Um, the Facebook page of Donald Lease. Uh, he passed away. He was my uh, acting teacher at Dewey Ellington School of the Arts in D.C. And uh, I, I, there's even a flyer of the drunkard, one something that he directed us in. Um, so for the Lease family, you know, um, I just uh, I have all sorts of wonderful memories of uh, Donald Lease, mm-hmm. Doctor Lease. Mm-hmm. Um, on the eighth tomorrow, Gianna Capozzi, we had her on the A, one of our youngest uh, persons to be ah, on the A. She one of those teenagers. Yeah, I think she's nineteen years old now, and I think that was two years ago. We had right. her and her sister right. and her mom on. That. Yes, uh, Joe Jordan, his birthday is also May the eighth. I remember uh, stage managing him. Mesmeric Revelation, that was a central works piece. I'm looking at a poster right there of mm-hmm. him. Uh, Brenda Kimmerly, um, she's also a, was a guest on the A. Her birthday is May the 10th. Um, oh, yeah, she was in a little piece that I, I was involved in, um, Musical Cafe, and I wrote a little piece called uh, Nia, a little musical yeah. thing, and she was uh, involved in that. And I'm trying to think if there was anything else that she, oh, yeah, she was participating in one of our readings for uh, Four Men in Paris. Oh, okay. At Books by B. Um, Chris, Christopher and Michael Simons, identical twin brothers who are actors, uh, oh. <laughs> and they are tall. They're like six feet five, I think. Mm. Really, really tall. Mm-hmm. But in any case, uh, I uh, worked with them. Summer Shorts Cross Wires, uh, they did a piece called The Savage. Um, but in any case, uh, that's they have a birthday, May the 10th. And I have Emmanuel Romero. I have no idea where I've acted with him with... But this is case. like romper room. I love it. And the very last thing is Gina Bellaria. Uh, she was a director for uh, one of Christine Urin's piece, um, something that she had written. Christine Urin is actually, uh, I celebrated uh, Jean, her husband Jean's birthday a week ago. And Christine is one of those who writes adaptations of Victorian pieces. Wow. And uh, Gina directed that. So in any case, her birthday is May the 13th. And that is my list. Shows. Imogen says nothing, which if you are a Shakespeare nerd, you mm-hmm. will get. There are all kinds of little <laughs> Easter eggs for you in the show. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Monday, but May the 9th. Monday, May 9th, 7 o'clock at the Patrol Hill mm-hmm. Neighborhood House. Um, if you are not a Shakespeare nerd, I think the sh- structure of the show is fun enough and will carry you to a bizarre place where we get to talking bears. So that's, that's coming up. And then um, I want to say the... Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, the uh, playground. Mm-hmm. Um, best of playground. Yeah, uh, best to play. That's uh, best to playground is coming up next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing six shorts. Uh, they'll be Saturday and Sunday at seven o'clock um, at the Potrero stage, and I'm directing a little piece called Gently Down, which seems mm-hmm. to be coming together. I love it when it something's beautiful the first <clears throat> time you touch it, and you're like. How can I not fuck this up? Because mm-hmm. this is just gorgeous. You you know, it's like a souffle or something. You just want to keep it light, keep your touch light. Mm-hmm. It's It's been really good. Um, and I thought I had one other. I'm sure I do. I, I could jump in. Go for you. it. The Incrementalist Aurora Theater. Uh, that's happening uh, now through May the 15th. Michael Ashbery is in the show. Yay. Dominique Williams is directing the show. Uh, Crowns, uh, that is wrapping up May the 15th. We talked about Kimberly Ridgeway. She's directing that at the Costa Conta. Contra Costa Civic Theater. The Paper Dreams of Harry Chin. 
Um, that is, uh, that'll be opening up May the 4th through June the 18th. SF Playground is um, doing that. Jeffrey Lowe is directing it. Sharon Shaw is in the show. Uh, Pear Slices, that's the piece that I'm in. That'll be opening May the 6th through the 29th. I'm in the show. And Yumi Kabori. Wait a minute, May the 6th? May the 6th. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I wrote it down wrong. May the 13th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's today. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We're in rehearsals. Uh, no, May the 9th. Yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. I've, I've got the dates wrong. Any case, May the, uh, I believe it's the 9th. It's Thursday. This this it's Thursday. A, that, it'll, that would be the 13th, the, right? The thir- 12, yeah, 12, the 12th. 12. 12th through the 29th. So, uh, Anya Mikabori, Bridget Dunn Portman, and Linda Amaya Hassan. Yeah, has is that streaming or is it just in person? Both. <clears throat> really? And I have links for okay. that. Uh, Damn Yankees, uh, Tri Valley Repertory Theater is uh, doing that. That'll wrap up May the fifteenth. Stephen McLeod, he's been on the sh- on the A. He's mm-hmm. in the show. Endlings, uh, that wrap. Oh, that that ended that's already. Ended, yeah. So that's gone. So let me delete that. Uh, in a Dallas's world famous Lechon, that is another piece that I am in rehearsals in, and that will be June the sixteenth through the twenty fifth. Rebel Maria, we've had her on the show. She's uh, in the show, uh, My Love Interest. And Aureen Almario is directing the show. That's at Bindlestiff. Steel Magnolias is wrapping up May the 15th. Eiko Yamamoto is in that play. That's Sierra Rep. Allegiance. That uh, we're wrapping up tomorrow. Uh, Palo Alto Players, uh, Mara Sotelo is in that show. Uh, Epic Western. Neil Harkins has written a play, Epic Western, and it has Gary Graves, Lamont Rigel, and Evan Hell right. for the reading. That's at, for the Playwright Center for San Francisco. They're doing that. And that will be one day only, uh, and it's also available and via it's streaming. Zoom. Yeah, yeah one, June yeah. the 12th. Yeah. Um, did, did you find what you were looking for? Uh, yes, it's um, Jake's. Uh, so this is the young writers coming out of San Francisco State. Uh, uh, Jake Fong th- uh, yeah, thing. And yeah, and they are going right now. So today is a play called Strange Bedfellows. Well, now, 2 mm-hmm. o'clock. Um, and then tomorrow at 1 o'clock, it looks like there are three plays, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, but this is all happening at the Lab Theater, which was is at in the Creative Arts Building at San Francisco State University. Mm-hmm. So those are what I have. Cool. And uh, the three other podcasts you can listen to, uh, Mallory Samara has uh, Connect the Dots. That is a weekly news podcast for her day job, KCBS Radio. Barry Graves, uh, The Black Man's Heart, and also Mendelssohn Studios, The Fobcast. So check those out. That is it. Do you uh, have d- any? Uh, Dorian, did you have any uh, thing that you're working on? Uh, I'll re-remind yeah. folks uh, the uh, 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 <laughs> anything that you could talk about. Uh, one I can't, but the others I can't. I, I'm going down to LA to do uh, some stuff for NBA 2K. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. And then uh, there's another game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the company that's up here that I can't say. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Yeah, and you've got your auditioning and agent hunting for voice actors. That workshop that'll yes. be June the fourth. June June fourth. Everybody should come to that. I believe everybody has a voice. Uh, just because you don't have a a deep voice with uh, yeah, we all can't like be Dorian Lockett. That sounds like chocolate <laughs> and Rice Krispies in it. But I guarantee you, you do have a voice. It's a it's a global thing, and there is a somewhere your voice would fit. And it's and something I mm-hmm. guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so you know, you don't have to be seen. You can wear whatever you want to wear when you audition mm-hmm. because 
<laughs> that's even when you're performing because that's what voice acting is. Yeah, you can feel comfortable and yeah. So ch- and we'll have the link there. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. And of course, it sounds like the pay is just astronomical. Really, really good if you can get in. Um, so in any case, yeah, we have that, and that is it. Dorian, did you have a good time? I did. I, I remember the play now. It was A Rose in America with Alter Theater. Oh! Um, uh-huh. Yes, with Jeanette Harrison. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. She's 80. And I love that piece. It was great. Uh, but other than that, I love you guys. This was great. I'm glad you finally got me on after how many episodes? Two million point three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I only knew you by name. I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to do these cold calls. Like, hey, I'm Reg Clay, and I have this thing called the Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about it, but, you know, but you know, when Norman's like, hey, I know him, and I'm in the play, I'm like, hey, yeah, tell yeah. him, tell him, tell him to come on the Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad to have you on, and a lot of uh, young folks will listen to this and be able to be like, hey, I'm inspired, and I can do the same thing that he's doing. Please so, do. Yeah. Right yeah. on. All right. So uh, we're not on uh, YouTube. We're, this is purely on the uh, uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so check us out on the uh, Apple podcast app or if you're an android user check out soundcloud.com or just go on um yeah soundcloud.com or the soundcloud app the a was created by theater people for theater people if you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself hit us up we have uh, the a3 that's our twitter feed we also have a yay facebook page i'm at red space clay i'm at who's your who's your dorian or do you have social media that people can contact you uh you go on dorianlockett.com DorianLockett.com. That's right. You have your own uh, um, webpage, so yeah. we'll have that. Also, we still have jerseys, so check out the jerseys. We've got white. We have pinstripe. We have black. $30 uh, to support the yay. That is it. Thank you so much. you got to go to rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're late. Though. All right. And as Norman and I always say, we got to find a better, better sign-off. Sign and we are out. Out.